Now, before we proceed, there was one question. I think Aditya asked, uh, when did you get separated from God, right? Yes, yes, Aditya. Well, uh, the question is, when did we get separated from God? Our observation in our life is that I don't see God. I don't know God. I don't know where God is. This is our experience. Yes, so we uh, took your question as to uh, when did we get separated from the Lord? That's the other question. So why does this question arise? When did you get separated from God? Because we feel separated. We feel that uh, I don't see God. I don't know where He is. So in our life, we are separated from God as though because we don't experience Him, we don't see Him, uh, we don't know where He is, you follow? Then, so whether we are separated or not is a different issue. We feel separated, you follow? We feel separated from God because we do not see Him, we do not experience Him. We don't know where he is. So this sense of separation is explained differently by different teachers. And so Pushti Marga Sampradaya would say that we are separated from God for a long time, etc. Some people say that we are part of God. Some people, Vedanta says that we are not separated. No, we feel separated. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter what the explanation is, when we got separated, etc. It's not important. That we feel separated is important. What's the reason is not important. You remember, you remember what Lord Buddha said? That when you're stuck with an arrow, don't spend time with asking questions, who sent the arrow? What is the material of the arrow is made? What kind of poison is on the arrow? Don't worry, you pull out the arrow. So in your life, the endeavor is to remove that separation, however it came. And therefore, our great acharyas have given us the means of doing that. It's called bhakti, worshipping Lord. Worshipping Lord is the way or means of ultimately seeing the God, realizing God, becoming one with Him. 
So in our days, we used to go to the papers to pass examinations and look at those questions and what possible questions. Right now, we have many things available, we have many little things available, but whatever was available. We try to uh, prepare ourselves for a possible, you know, examination. And some, for us, certain topics were tough, tough, longer time. LG was easy, short preparation. Sanskrit easy, short preparation. Geometry difficult, long preparation. That's for me, you know, not for everybody. Everybody has different things. And so, effort is required, time is required, proper and right time and for duration of time is required. So you must make effort at the right time, for the required duration of time and your effort must be proper effort. So this is what we can control and we should control. But in spite of doing everything, we do not always get the desired result in a sports event. In many events, even though we work hard, we do not, like a farmer, we work very hard in tilling his land, sowing the seeds at the right time. So, he has made effort, Purushata Prayatna, Call a right time for a duration of time. And still there are many factors that are beyond the control of the farmer. Whether it rains or not, the rains at the right time, rains at the right duration of time. So there are many factors which are beyond the control of the farmer. And his endeavor of agriculture, farming, will be successful when all the three factors are combined. His self-effort at the right time, for the right duration of time, from the right time of sowing seeds all the way to harvesting the crop. And third, the favorableness of factors that are not in his control, like rain. Sometimes also there are natural calamities which also destroy the crops. So many things can affect the crops. All of those factors also should be favorable. Then only he can be successful. So this third factor is called daiva. We call it luck. In Sanskrit, called daiva means grace of God. Follow. Why do we call it grace of God? Because grace means favorableness. We need favorableness of factors that we do not control. 
The example of pharma is an example, but every endeavor. You appear for the test, you don't know what kind of paper will come. I remember in the final engineering exam, uh, you know, we used to have professors from other universities who set part of the paper. They have no idea what we are studying, what we are not studying, there are questions which have been never thought of, so that can happen. So, unknown factor. The favor of unknown factors called daivam, you call it grace, call it luck, you call it lucky. You, were, you thought you were late for catching the bus, you reached the bus stop, fortunately the bus also was late, lucky, you got the bus. Even though you reached the right time, bus was a minute early, unlucky, you missed the bus. So very often we use the expression lucky, unlucky. So what is luck? Favorableness of the factor which we do not control. What is bad luck? Unfavorableness of the factor which we do not control. So we want the favor of the factors that we do not control in every endeavor. It may be simply going from home to school, from home to work, from, they say, there is many a slip with the cup and the lip. Have you heard this? With the cup and lip, there is many a slip, anything can happen. Even the cup is there and lip is there, you may not be able to drink that tea. Maybe a fly falls into that. Maybe a handshake, something happens. So even such a simple thing as sipping tea from a cup, there are there is a possibility that there can be factors beyond my control that can prevent me from doing a simple thing. So what I'm trying to point out is that in everything that we do, not only our effort is important, and the right time for the right duration is important for making tea at the right time. If you're making tea for your father, for example, and before he gets up, then you keep it ready when he's get up, when he is there. Not that after he gets up, then he wakes you. So, there is a time for doing things. Or there, I'm sorry, uh, sleeping. Uh, that may all right. But, there is only time to do things. And tea also, your dad likes certain kind of tea. Your mom may like a different kind of tea. Your grandmother may like a different kind of tea. Then you should know that. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. That doesn't work. You should know. Sometimes, you know, in the past, they invite this Swami for lunch, Diksha we call it. And even from the very smell, the smell coming from the sambar, I know that there is onion in there. I said, did you put onions? Said, yeah, Swami. Oh, you don't eat onion? 
No, thank you. I didn't know. Now, you know why this Swami and tell him, you don't know what he like, what he eats, what he does not eat, etc. Now, yeah. It's all right with Swami, no problem at all. But what I'm saying is, he is very embarrassing for the host. Then a guest comes to a place and then you cannot offer. It's a proper meal. So preparation is required, time is required, proper effort is required, in spite of all of this. When the Swami eats sambar, everything is good. You know what happened? The salt is salt is put in by two try twice, you know. You added salt, you forgot that it did second time. Then the sambar is extremely uh, you know salty. Then no, this is bad luck. So we require either you call it good luck. But in Vedanta, we will say grace of God. What is luck? Luck means favorableness of unknown factors. In any small big endeavor in our life, there are always factors which we do not control. Sometimes we know those factors, sometimes we do not know. You invest money in the stock market and your friend who is knowing everything and advising you, this is a good stock, may invest this money, this, that, you know, you need that. And after 15 days the price starts crashing, you know, and in three months that price is not there on the stock list or so. It can happen. Unknown fact. Or stocks can go up. So understand that in our life, human being has this problem. Then we have ambitions, we have desires, we have ambitions. We want to accomplish things. We want to be successful. This question of accomplishment or success is not a factor for any other creature. The horses don't race with each other. We make horses race, you know. The horses don't. We have a dog show. You know dog show? The number of dogs, hundreds of dogs, they come from different parts of the state or country and there is a dog show. I do not know. I guess it must be taking place someplace in India also. I am not familiar. But I know you know that's just dog show. And then the judges go around and one dog is chosen as the best dog and gets an award. You know who is proud? For winning the recognition in the dog show who is proud, you know, the owner of the dog. The owner of the dog takes the dog around, showing the whole world. The dog doesn't know what's happening to me. Why is he taking me? He doesn't know. The owner has a complex of success and failure. So as human beings, we are ambitious. 
and we compare ourselves with others. We compete with others. You want to be successful, and success is always measured in comparison to others. Understand that. What is success in comparison to others? These cricket games are going on. What is success? Your success will win by one uh, innings, by nine over, by nine uh, wickets, by thirty-six runs. What is called victory? Just one run, maybe enough. So, what is victory decided by you? You understand? You feel that you are one by comparing with others, with other team, or with somebody else. All of these are very unique situations, human being, and we congratulate ourselves. We are proud of ourselves when we are successful. When I pass exam. When I win a sports event and things like that, I feel very happy. I congratulate myself. I'm very proud. Be successful. So we, as human beings, are born with this kind of complexes. Of the need to be successful, that means that we cannot simply accept the result that comes. We all we want the result, which we want, namely success. We do not want just any outcome or any result. We want success. We'll talk about later, but this is just the. When you talk about God and grace of God, how grace of God is so important in our life? This whole discussion is centered around that. The animals and birds have no need for God in their life because you can say God has provided for them. They are conducting themselves. They are happy with what they get. They don't compete. They don't have complex of success and failure, and so they are free and happy. As human beings, we have this complex of being successful, being better than others, being more accomplished than others. Being stronger than others, being more handsome than others, being taller than others, etc., etc., being fairer than others, taller than others, more handsome than others, more bright than others. I should acquire a higher rank than others because this is there for us as human beings. Therefore. Outcome becomes very important to us. We make an effort 
and the result or outcome. The outcome becomes very important for us because we always want successful outcome. Therefore, we cannot determine success ourselves because we cannot determine our own effort, which is the important part. We can determine at what time and how long we make an effort. That is also important. But we do not control many unknown and known factors which are not under our control. Therefore, we need that favor. That favor is called luck or daiva or grace of Ishwara. So Bhagavan or God or Ishwara or whatever you call it is very important for us. We may not have thought about it. We may not have realized that. But we always want to be successful. We are happy when we are successful and not happy when we are not successful. That's our problem. We are happy successful, happy not successful, no problem. But no, I'm happy when I'm successful, unhappy when I'm unsuccessful. Therefore, success is very important for me as a human being. And more egoistic a person is, more important the success becomes. And since success is so important, and we cannot control success, therefore we require grace, luck, favor. In Sanskrit, Krupa or Anugraha, Ishwara Krupa, Ishwara Anugraha is what we require. for helping us to become successful. And that's why bhakti is important, prayers are important, worship is important. We are selfish people. We pray for a reason. We don't have to, but usually do. That is why when the examination time comes, Hanuman temples have a lot of, uh, you know, lot of, uh, School children, college people come and a lot of oil is offered to Hanuman because Hanuman Chalisa has said that Bhagavan, please help me. I am not prepared enough, you know, please help me so that I can pass exam. Otherwise, my dad will punish me. The Ganesha temple has lots of coconuts there in South India. When the exam comes, so God also could come because now there are. The fellow who did not do anything the whole year becomes a devotee. He want, comes to worship God and he wants, please help me, please make me successful. Nothing wrong in it, nothing wrong in it. But what I'm saying is, how success is important to us and for success we require this grace, krupa, luck, 
Deverableness called Daivam. So this is one reason why prayers are very important in our life. Now we can always pray. But Swami Does prayer mean they are always asking for favor? Always begging for favor? Is that what the purpose of prayer is? That's what purpose. Because as a human being, we require favor anyway. That is why nothing wrong in asking for favor. Hanuman Chalisa, Bhagavan, Hanuman Ji, seven Hanuman Chalisa, I will do if I pass the examination. Ten coconuts I will offer if I pass the test, something like that. You know what? We make a deal with Bhagavan also, Hanuman Ji. What we tell him? If I pass exam, then I'll give you ten coconuts, not before that, you know. Hanuman has to do his work first. And make me pass exam, then he gets his ten coconuts, otherwise he doesn't get. We are like that. We make deals. So most of us perform prayers making deal with God. Nothing wrong in it, okay? Nothing wrong in it. People sometimes make fun of, oh, you are always praying and you always want favor, you are always begging. <coughs> begging. No problem. We are beggars anyway because we need things. Hopefully, someday we will grow out of that. Slowly, when we become more mature, then we will Realize that you don't have to always beg, you can also give sometimes. A prayer need not be always for begging favor. A prayer can be my offering to Anumanji, Anuman Chalisa, just out of pleasure. Anumanji, I don't need any favor from you. I'm pleased with you. And therefore, is offering Hanuman Chalice. That also can happen. That will be the next day of our growth and we will talk about that. But only a discussion came from the question, when did we get separated from God? So, the separation from God is a technical thing, we need not worry about it, when etc or whether we are separated. But we feel separated anyway. You know, like uh, water in the ocean gets evaporated because of the heat of the sunlight, sun, you know. The sun rays are hot and they make the water, the heat the water. This vapor formed from that evaporation those vapors rise and become clouds and the wind carries those clouds far away and then water may rain in mountains very far away. This water is separated from the ocean. You follow? Example of separation. This water was in the ocean. Then it got 
he did, evaporated because of the heat of the sun, formed into clouds, carried away by wind, and then rains away long, hundreds of miles away. In the Himalayas, in my way. You know what the water is doing? The water slowly gathers in quantity. When you go to the mountains, sometimes you can go tracking to this to the source of the river. Any river. For example, if you want to go to the source of the Ganga, Ganges River. In Himalayas, there is a place called Gangotri, which is where Ganga originates. Or away from Gangotri, beyond Gangotri also, there is a place called Gomukh. Mouth, the, the, the shape of opening which is like the mouth of a cow from where the Ganga emerges. Source of river, I just said an example. You find that at the source, river is the water flow is very limited. It starts flowing and slowly and slowly, many other streams of water join. In the mountains, there are many streams and small falls, etc. They all join and slowly water gathers momentum and by the time it comes to Vishikaya, there is a huge flow. But then goes to ocean. So what I'm saying is that this water when it's separated from the ocean. The only activity that water has is to reach the ocean. The river flows. For what purpose? So that today or tomorrow it will reach the ocean. Isn't that right? All the rivers ultimately reach the ocean. Have you heard this verse? Akashat patitam toyam yathagachati sagaram sarvadeva namaskaraha keshavam prasigachati Akashat patitam toyam. Toyam means water. Akashat Paritam, which has fallen from the Akasha, from the sky, to water that has rained from the sky. Yathagachati Sagaram, all that water ultimately winds up in Sagaram in the ocean. Sarvadeva Namaskara, Keshavam Pradika, similarly also. When you do Namaskar to any Devata, it goes to the Supreme Lord. Whether it is to Anuvanti, to Ganeshi, to anybody. So all the water has its destination in ocean. Water feels separated from ocean, and wants to become what? So human being also feels separated from God, and wants to become what? Although most of us don't recognize this, 
Our life goes in various activities without recognizing what our main goal is. But we are all, each one of us is like that river, which is separated from the ocean. And the only thing that the river wants is, it wants to become one with ocean. It may be long the route. The only destination that the river is ocean. Similarly, the destination of every human life, which is like river, the destination is to be the ocean, which is Ishvara, which is God, Bhagavan. Just make a note of that right now. Just make a note. This may or may not make sense to you, or you may not necessarily understand it or even agree with that. But all of this is said to emphasize the point that knowingly or unknowingly, each one or God is very important in our life. Perhaps the most important. And two things I pointed out today. One is just as for every stream of water, ocean is the destination or goal of every stream of water. A small little fall or stream in the mountain, far away, also ultimately merging another one, another one, and like that ultimately reaching ocean. So the destination of all flowing water is ocean. Similarly, when that, you know the stream falling in the mountain, you may not know that, but it will be satisfied only when it reaches destination. So also we may not know. But then we are born with a destination in mind. Each one of us is like that stream of water. You may not know. But then we flow and flow and flow and flow and merge. And the journey of our life finds its culmination when we meet ocean, praise Bhagavan. So therefore, Bhagavan or God is most important because he is the destination of life, he is the goal of life, the ocean is the goal of life, goal of the river. Secondly, that is a far, far away thing. But every moment, this Bhagavan or God is important because we want success. Because we want things, we have desires. Human being has desires and ambitions. We want things. Today I want to get admission here. Tomorrow I want that degree. Then I want that job. Then I want that promotion. Then I want that car. Then I want that house, etc. etc. 
So we keep on desiring things, wanting things, that's our nature. And when our desire is satisfied, we are happy. When desire is not satisfied, we are unhappy. So today, our happiness depends upon the success or satisfaction of desire. And as we say, for fulfilling desire, we make we work hard. But still there are many uncertain factors, unknown factors. We require the favor of those factors. Which is what we call daivam, grace, luck, favor of Ishwara. So that is why also Ishwara God is most important in our life because we are needy people. A time can come. There is called growth in our life. They become free from needs. What is spiritual growth? There are different kinds of growth. But spiritual growth that the Bhagavad Gita describes is progressively becoming free from need. That will happen someday. But right now we have many needs. Happiness depends upon fulfillment of those needs. And for fulfilling those needs, we need help. Only our effort may not be enough. So we need help from Ishwara, from God, from Bhagavan. That is why the prayer is important. Worship is important. Thinking, thinking. When you're successful, thank you. Thank you, God, for giving me this sense of gratitude. So that way, we live a conscious life. We don't take things for granted. Oh, I got the bus Swami, I went there and the bus came. Then it's not, you know, it's, it's a... There are factors involved there and then you should call yourself lucky that you, that you reached there and the bus came. Otherwise, you are late. So when these things happen, you take a cup in your, on your hand, you are able to sip that tea or coffee, Understand that many factors are involved that are favorable to you. It's always possible. Cup is there, lip is there, but sip is not there. You know? Cup is there, lip is there, sip is not there. Anything can happen. He said, but oh, Swami, what's the big deal? Why did I drink tea? That's God. That's good. But when we, even these small things are done successfully, we should know that even that small little thing of sitting cup of coffee or tea, some favor is involved. 
is possible that cup would have fallen away from my hand. The tea would have spilled. Uh, a fly would have fallen in there. And so on and so forth. So, recognize the grace of the favor that we are constantly receiving in our life. That is how presence of Ishvara, presence of Bhagavan can be recognized in our life. Then we become more and more humble and grateful for the Krupa or favor we are receiving. So this is about the daivam or luck or kruba or anugraha or favor which you always need, which you are receiving without asking. But then we always ask for it also because we need success in our life. We want or to fulfill our desires. Therefore, this Krupa, Daivim, Fevi is very important to us. The word Ishvara also is very important to us. Alright, so with this discussion, I will conclude the talk. And as usual, if uh, anybody has any question, Today's discussion or any other discussion, if there is any question, you are welcome to ask. Then you can always ask in English, in Gujarati, in Hindi, in any language. I know three languages, so you can ask in any one of those languages.
So that's a good question. Swamiji, I've been performing prayer, but I don't find the results. Now, there is a, a general rule that every effort is always rewarded. When you perform a prayer, it is rewarded. The reward may not come when we want or as we want, in what form we want. I want reward in a certain form that may or may not happen. But when you perform the act of prayer or worship, some result has to come. It may not be the form that I expected. When I expect it. But some outcome will be there. So we leave it to God. Because you know sometimes if we get what we want it may not be based for us. So sometimes we leave it to Him. You decide what is best for me. But anyway to answer your question yes there is no guarantee, as far as there is no guarantee that our prayer will be answered as we want. The prayer will be answered, but may not always be the form that we want. But then prayer, therefore we must have this confidence that prayer doesn't ever get wasted. And even if I do not get the reply in the form that I want. I should have confidence that it has suddenly reached there and the result will come. Otherwise what happens is we perform prayer and we don't get what we want and we get disappointed and the one doesn't listen to me. It's natural to get disappointed when our desire is not satisfied. So there is when some uh, patience and trust is required. That even though I did not get what I want, I will trust that my prayers are reached and they will answer. I will accept in whatever form they answer. So that is Kaushalabdha or trust. It is always important because we, as I say, don't know what the outcome will be. It may not be exactly what we want. So that was Shraddha is required. Then we continue anyway. Thank you, Swami. All right. Anybody else?
Shri Guru Pyo Nama 